0: I think that what happens is when, you know, mother nature is kind of bucking up at us. I think that uh, um, we all kind of get put in a place where our anxieties are magnified and Mm -hmm. people are kind of forced to deal with themselves and their own shadows as it pertains to their family dynamics and business, you know, relationship dynamics. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy to, 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 reconnect with self in this retrograde period that has been Mm. you know COVID-19 and being quarantined Mm. amidst like civil unrest and all this it's been it's been absolutely crazy i I i don't know i mean is this real life is it real life i don't know what's going on it's wild right now
1: i believe that each and every one of us has the power within ourselves to create the life that we really want and I wanna help give you the tools to make that happen. I'm Danica Patrick, and I'm Pretty Intense. Today is a very special show with a very special new musician. His name is Eric Burton, and he is the lead singer for Black Pumas, who is absolutely blowing up. They are everything from number one on Amazon, number two on iTunes, Probably by the time this comes out, they'll be number one, <laughs> trending on Twitter. Uh, they performed at the presidential inauguration. Um, there's just so much going on for, for this band. and um, today I talked to Eric and you know, I don't know much about them, and I find that it's in the, it's in the conversations that I'm not sure what to expect. Uh, And I don't know much about that. They kind of end up surprising me in the most beautiful way. So uh, Eric and I had a really, like a really open, vulnerable, spiritual, esoteric conversation about a lot about, um, you know, sort of the energetics of the world and intention and honesty and vulnerability and truth. And um, I, I, Again, it wasn't so directly all about the music. Tell me about making this song. It was more about how is great music made and where does it come from as a source. And so, the interview is really, really deep. Um, but if you want to listen to him on the the shallow end of the pool, I mean, Black Pumas are phenomenal. Their music is beautiful, and they're and they're um, they're really uh, coming onto the scene in a, in a really, really a big aggressive way. And, um, and I know that the musical resonate. And today we're going to talk about why you love it. Thanks for doing this with everything you have going on. My goodness, like, how was the congrats on being a part of the inauguration? How? How was that?
0: It was absolutely amazing. Nothing short of fantastic, you know, um, obviously, being a being an American and um, being a musician and, and and, and a black man in America, it felt really nice to uh, be put in a situation where the voice is obviously heard you know I feel like a lot of us musicians and uh people of minority groups um you know really uh, appreciate people who represent the voiceless so to a degree it really felt like uh like that
1: yeah well on the way to oneness right there's uh there's always bumps in the road which is 2020, right? I mean, wh- I mean, yeah. I feel like 2020 was an explosion of just right. that sort of energy and it's like I feel like I heard this expression this morning it's like um sometimes it's one step back two steps forward. And uh, is that does that feel like what 2020 was?
0: You know, I'm still processing it. You know, <laughs> a lot has happened. I mean, I I you know, between like going through a breakup, dealing with family stuff and um, just trying to maintain a semblance of normalcy has been really crazy for all of us. And then to add the the rise of the Black Pumas to my story, uh, it's been completely unreal. And I gotta tell you, I'm thankful, Danica, that uh, you know I have the team that I have as they have been very supportive.
1: Yeah, well, you had mentioned, you had touched on some things that hit my, that, that strike a note with me, which is like breakup and, you know, then I had them moving and everything. So what was, I mean, to me, 2020 was about like a burning down of um, anything that wasn't, that isn't going to benefit us moving forward. Most and definitely. And like, what, a, I mean, can you tell me about what you learned from the year
0: I think that uh, just like, much like probably most of us or anyone else, I think that what happens is when, you know, mother nature is kind of bucking up at us, I think that uh, um, we all kind of get put in a place where our anxieties are magnified and Mm -hmm. people are kind of forced to deal with themselves and their own shadows as it pertains to their family dynamics and business, you know, relationship dynamics um yeah it's it's been crazy to to reconnect with self in this retrograde period that has been Mm. you know COVID-19 and being quarantined Mm. amidst like civil unrest and all this it's been it's been absolutely crazy I I I don't know I mean is this real life is it real life I don't know what's going on it's wild right now
1: that's my favorite thing to question is what's real? Like what's what's reality? Are we a simulation? Are we zeros and ones? What am I really looking at outside the window? What's happening in the world? Am I truly creating it? Is there some sort of level of existence where it's because something comes into my sort of like energy field and I keep per- perpetuating it in some way? I don't know. I get the indication like maybe these are like, some thoughts that go on in your head. Am I off? Most,
0: most definitely. You're, you're <laughs> most definitely not off. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we all kind of get locked into the comfortability that is understanding different formulas uh, to get so- something that we need or to go somewhere that we would like to, to go. And, and I think that uh, in a lot of occasions, we kind of forget, we, we forget the, the essence, that the essence of who we are is, is quite, infinite and mm. um i think that uh you know a lot of us including myself i'll admit that uh, you know i can be live quite selectively you know um in my own acceptance of what is you know mm. so it's a, it's an interesting conversation for sure i but. know
1: i and i want to keep that going i want i i know you're a musician but i to me I want to get to the point where this all kind of loops back in, but I think this is an interesting conversation to enter into about, you know, perhaps how you arrive where you, where you do with your music in, in all the different facets of it, whether it's the lyrics or whether it's the frequency of it, the energy of it. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep this uh, conversation going in about sort of like the quantum. I mean, how deep sure. does that rabbit hole get? Like I, I have, if you always been interested in, in sort of the nature of reality.
0: I think so to a degree, I, it's, uh, I think the most beautiful a- aspect of it is that I'll never understand completely. I, I'll, I'll never, and I'll never be able to conceptualize the, uh, kind of said thoughts of God, right? Like that was uh, Albert Einstein's thing. He wanted to know the thoughts of God, and I think that we all kind of pursue that—that that, uh, like a sense of um, just eternal, you know,ness. You know, that a sense of like just being able to like live forever. I think is you know a great pursuit of mankind. Probably the plight we all want to live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, But, uh, but yeah, to conclude that I I feel like my process has been being okay with not understanding, while also diving so deep into the the creative process, which is also, um, you know, my, my therapy, my therapy, you know, I started playing music because I wasn't, um, you know, I needed you know, kind of an aid at a younger age. You know, I was in high school to kind of guide through the that angsty phase that uh, most of us go through. And um, you know, being given a guitar by my youngest brother was the the greatest gift because I would just just sit in my room and feel things. I mean, I wasn't. I never necessarily think about the the actual physicality of. Oh, okay, here I'm going to play piano, or you know, I got my guitar and I got all these formulas. I'm going to build this and make this. It's for me, it's more about feeling into something that is there that I may not recognize, you know, at face value. Um, And then I kind of leave it up to the rest of, uh, you know, you guys, humanity Mm. to, to, to take what I'm reciprocating and, you know, ask yourself the question, is this person being honest? Because if he is, then whatever's coming from his heart is going to touch someone else's.
1: Well, this morning I was sitting and getting ready and having breakfast and, you know, into my consciousness came these, this word or this information, which is that, and I already know this is going to resonate based on the short conversation we've already started to have, uh, is that your music is tapping into the collective consciousness through It's frequency or the energy of the song and the uh, where it came from. It's as if it carries the energy, your energy from when you made it, and it's being transmitted to all of us. And it's carrying this energy as, and we're resonating with it because it is an aspiration of the collective of where we want to go and where we want to be and the kind of energy we want to hold. I don't know. I know that sounds very like esoteric and out there, but that's what came in this morning. I wrote it down. i literally like wrote this down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I was like, that
0: is, that's I feel like there is an said.
1: aspect of your music that embodies the energy or emotion mm-hmm. or frequency of what the collective mm-hmm. wants, which is soul and emotion and smooth beauty. That's what I wrote down. Does that I resonate?
0: Think I think that's very beautiful, Danica. That's that's very well articulated, eloquently enough. And I, I'll just I'll add to it by uh, uh, agreeing that uh, I I believe that um, the joys that we experience um, to the pains that we experience um, is reflective of the next person. Like your joy and your pain isn't separate from mine. And you know when I take to you know, creating and, you know, doing my writing. I just try to be honest because I know that, I know that I'm feeling what you're feeling Mm. to some degree. I can, I I know that there's, there's somewhat of a ripple effect Mm. that is Danica Patrick's uh, process that uh, affects me in some way, shape or form. So, you know, I just try to be honest.
1: It's it's not it's not one it's millions. I exactly. mean you're yeah. number 1 on Amazon, you're number 2 on iTunes, you're trending on Twitter, you're it's performing wild. at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Like this is not just me but it has to be me to be everyone else essentially, right? Because it's the collective. So you have to you're you're sort of getting into this aspect of each of us and right. so you know, I I just think that it's so it's so interesting. So it it feels to me like there's almost what I heard you say. It's almost like a like a channeling of information. Is that accurate?
0: Sure. I would say that we're all our own individual vessel um, for what is the the collective, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's and that's just it. And then any other stories that we tell ourselves to, uh, you know, separate us from the next person is just you know you 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 can end up in down so many different rabbit holes of paths to take in your own journey, so but yeah, this is I don't know, I don't have too much to say about it, but no I think you and and, and I do I just don't want to yeah. you know I don't want to preach at you here, but I, I I think about these things and i i feel I feel very lucky that I get to do this with you first of all and connect with anyone on a deep level, you know, especially after last year. it's crazy. Yeah.
1: I I love these conversations. I think that in my opinion, this is the direction of the collective is in this more energetic space. It's in this more sort of tapping into the energies of things instead of sort of what we see with our naked eyes. I mean, that should have been a pretty obvious thing in 2020 that, you know, we're trying to decide what's real and what's not real anymore. And It's it's my intuition that we're being sort of led to this place where we're going to have to feel what's Mm. real and what's not because energy doesn't lie, and so we have to get good at being able to to feel that. And I think that people Mm -hmm. can feel your music and your truth and your energy. Um, You had said something just a minute ago about um, you know about this sort of about the collective about you know uh, my energy is your energy and and i'm trying to where did that come from can you get is there more of a root of where that awareness came from in your journey
0: um it 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 came it comes from where it comes from for for all of us you know it comes from my pain it comes from it comes from trauma. It comes from my joys, my highest, you know, honors and, you know, and just excitement. It's, it's like you said, it's, it's about feeling into it yourself that you may be a, you know, a suitable conduit to then reciprocate, um, you know, your own way of making sense of what we can't tell as real or not, you know, from time to time. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting, that's an interesting subject. I think that uh, I can only trust the, the feelings that I have from my experiences as I uh, co-ha- you know, cohabitate with the rest of uh, the world, you know?
1: What are, um, if you're willing to share, what are some of those traumas that catapulted you into this awareness to a deeper yeah. understanding of <laughs> humanity? of yourself, right? It starts with the self and expands.
0: Most definitely. Yeah. I think that uh, we have, first of all, we have these kinds of conversations to, I feel to grasp, you know, and to, to like to grasp life and to, to feel some semblance of control of uh, what's going on in your life. And so anytime most people are out of control, it's frightening. And, you know, I've, I've found that, you know, coming from busking and, you know, on the trains to, you know, riding two or three buses to get to uh, the Santa Monica Pier from Athens, California, where the uh, the the state of people's existence there is quite um, quite it's drastically different than the the warmth that you get uh, around people near the water. Like no worries by the water. There's just a a certain level of. Uh, energetic kind of uh, interplay that happens when you're like, near near a beach. Mm, Um, But uh, I think that for a long time, I have felt completely and utterly out of control. And the whole, the whole my whole reason, my strong reason why for creating music is to, you know, have some sort of a vehicle to reach those inner truths and and to reach some of those shadows that I may not see all the time in in my reaction to the world as it is coming from where I come from so I I guess to specifically speak to my process and what I've felt um in the past in my in, in my journey um I feel like uh you know sometimes you feel vo- you you got to feel voiceless you know especially you know for who i am and what i look like where i'm at um you know there's a there's i feel like i've seen a level of um prejudices and uh indifferences uh you know kind of directed at me and and people around me as well like it's not mm-hmm. just about like you know being responded to because, uh, you know, I'm black or or I'm a musician, but it's also like busking on the street is kind of you know you know, you're at the low end of the totem pole for a social kind of uh, acceptance. And mm. so um, I, I felt a lot in my busking days, just, uh, there's this sense of utter loneliness. And when you're, you know, at the end of the day and, you know, someone, you know, this homeless guy takes off with your guitar, you got to chase him down. And, you know, it's like craziness, you know, it's like, it's, I don't even know how to like, look back at those days and remember like anything that was normal about, you know, picking up my guitar and taking my songs that I wrote in a very vulnerable space mm. to then kind of almost cast my pearls amongst the rest of the people right mm. because not every not everyone's going to be as nice as danica patrick and listening to my my uh, process <laughs> you
1: know? nice of you. you haven't seen all sides of me um <laughs> you obviously don't know how mean i used to be in my race car when i was racing <laughs> um that's, right. well, that's very nice of you to say you mentioned the word vulnerability and i think that is an aspect of an existence, whether it's through music or whether it's through speaking or, or whatever that resonates like that cuts through, it cuts to the heart. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I've always been really fascinated by music and how, whether it's a speech or a mu- song or whatever, it's like, if you're willing to go there and I've been thinking a lot about the difference between, um, vulnerability and transparency and transparency being something they're ready to say, right? So there might be something that's sitting and waiting and ready to be, you want to tell people and it's out there, but you know, you want to, and you're comfortable talking about it, but then vulnerability is different. Vulnerability is the stuff that you're not sure you're ready to say. It's like sitting there, but you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how this is going to be received. I don't know if I feel comfortable. And I feel that the, it seems like a lot of the magic in in those in these sort of public deliveries is, uh, is vulnerability. And I'm, I've always been fascinated how you can get there, how you can, you know, because I would describe myself as someone who's working on vulnerability, although I'm very transparent. I'd say that vulnerability is something that I need to do a better job of saying things that I'm not sure I'm ready to say yet. Um, and it's sort of masked by the fact that I'm very open, um, which is transparent. And so Mm. can you feel that difference between like a message that might not, that that is about transparency versus that sort of other sort of lane of vulnerability? And, And is that part, like, is that easy? Is that the calling of an artist? And um, is that part of this, um, these are a lot of questions, but, and is that part of like the magic formula of a song?
0: Definitely. I think, firstly, I think in, in many ways, our uh, state, uh, like our, our state of being truly depends on the stories that we tell ourselves as we experience the externality that is you know, living in the hood or, or growing up rich and but but without love and feeling, you know, into all of what what you're seeing, hearing and feeling coming inward out like coming inward from outside of yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I think that uh, I have, it's really actually very easy for me. It's the only way that I know how to to be and to, to, to write is from a place of vulnerability. You know, I'm just yeah. this, this poor kid who grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California, skateboarding around, you know, uh, and, and using the modality that is music to, to tap into to my greater self. Mm. And it's really, it's, it's actually really easy for me to uh, do that. In, in, in my and to be vulnerable, I may not always know how to articulate um, in great depth, you know, for whatever, whatever the reasons are. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's easy for me to be vulnerable, actually. Yeah.
1: Um, well, So I would then I would go to venture to say then that really all of your music is in that vulnerable space.
0: I think so coupled coupled with what what kind of muddles it when when it comes to making music especially on deadlines for massive events is sometimes that that side of the business side of it uh, tends to kind of you know make the creative process a little bit foggy and and maybe maybe even in some cases less thorough in in the connection your your own connectivity to yourself mm-hmm. because you're trying to accomplish, the packaging of this product for whoever you know and for the for the world so that we can win a grammy or whatever whatever externality that we're kind of seeking but i've always kind of uh it's always kind of been enough for me to venture into dark dark places and light places but and to and to feel comfortable within myself feeling into these things because i always had The modality that was music through you know my guitar and i just i loved feeling and hearing like wow like this is what it sounds like when i'm like turned on or this is what i sound like when you know i'm in survival mode for for whatever whatever the reason is trying to make it as a human being around so many people who kind of um we all kind of have our stories that we kind of, uh, we, we look to as guiding lights in our conversing with each other. So I think that's been like the, my biggest, you know, struggle. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like st- I I see it in like a, I don't know, I think it's it's a really big struggle to, to uh, traverse the energy that is individuals with different, wa- like from different walks of life with, you know, who may hold different uh, uh, ideologies. But as, as you said, to conclude, as you said, Danica, the most beautiful thing is the thing that I'm most thankful for, is for how universal my, my pains and joys are how much that's reflective of how universal the music is for all people. Like, I mean, for you know statistically i should not you know be where i'm at and you know convert conversing and with people who i'm conversing with because of the stories that we all tell ourselves and and you know we kind of being locked into such a caged reality of the mind that is almost perpetuating a certain ideology about the person and so i'm thankful that i grew up in a family that uh you know, my grandparents were missionaries and, you know, my uncle's a wow. musician and my mom's a dancer and we're very like theatrically, musically inclined people. And, you know, I, I just I always went to the high schools that were diversified and I never really I never did all white this or all black this or whatever. I was always I was always interjected into uh, realities that involved different people. And so for that and and then with the aid of music for that, I feel like I've always felt like I could go anywhere and, and do anything that I wanna do. And I've proven that to myself in, in like small ways and in some big ways as well.
1: There's an idea that um, it's out there, right? It's um, mm-hmm. that, you know, for source energy, we kind of hold the, we hold the frequency of all aspects. Within ourselves, like you've heard, like you are the universe looking at itself, kind of thing, like you are the universe. And so that would make me think that we're not actually at all separate in our understanding. Like there's an aspect of myself that can understand you, and there's an aspect of you that can understand me because the collective consciousness of being source energy allows us this opportunity to hold this aspect. Um, I don't know. Do you, would you? I agree. That's very
0: well put. Yeah. I would definitely agree. And I I appreciate that perspective because it does acknowledge that although we, you and I have different backgrounds, it does acknowledge the fact that we connect on such a deep level, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you can't even, I don't know if you can even quantify the what we're sharing right now it's so beautiful it's it's the coolest thing where do you
1: sit spiritually i'm curious i I, did you go to church growing up
0: i did i did i I, uh uh reluctantly my my (laughs) my parents my grandparents uh made me join the the choir
1: well obviously you have a song you're the songbird of our generation
0: hey well i appreciate a beautiful voice I received that. Thank you, Danica. So yeah, I, I grew up in church and I also grew up in and around, like my uncle worked with, um, uh, he did like outreach with children programs and um, mm. just, you know, uh, he worked, he's worked with teens a lot. And so I've, I've kind of grown up around troubled souls to, to a degree and, and to understand someone or, or to hold that aspect that you just recently yeah. spoke of with someone from a completely different walk of life who, you know, was kind of pro- propelled down a path of misunderstanding mm. uh, and and confusion. Mm. Um, for that, I'm I, I'm very thankful because I see myself in these individuals and mm. um, for being able to be around them in the first mm. place you know that that the idea that i'm separate from the rest of the world uh beca- begins to kind of uh, dissolve you know a bit maybe more so than someone who who's always lived in one place talked to the same people you know less exposure to the rest of the world
1: right That 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 exists in so many places i i mean i've experienced it i've you know walked to the world if i lived in england for a while i'm grew up in the Midwest. I lived sort of in the South. I drove NASCAR. I've lived out in California, like I'm in Arizona now. I mean, I, I have seen, and there are so many sort of pockets of the world that, you know, I don't, I think the the ability to run from um, run from things is becoming much less likely and much more in, in, in your face, as far as uh, accepting all aspects of life and people and respecting and, un- and getting to understand it, right? There's so many mm. pockets that they don't actually want to like, it's a it's, almost, out.
0: it's almost too, it's, it's almost way too much work to hold on to the buildup. That is the confusion that we've all kind of uh, experienced just in last year alone. And uh, the, the illness, the diseases and everything that mm. uh, we've experienced, the losses it's, it becomes to be, too much to hold on to. So I, I you know, you, you see people and I myself, you know, I'll, I'll drink and, you know, sometimes I use firefighters to, to, to negate that, you know, there's an aspect here that I may not be always cognizant of or seeing. And, uh, but I think that especially after last year, most of us have gotten to a breaking point where Mm -hmm. you're either, you know, you're going to drink yourself to death and commit suicide Mm -hmm. or get a divorce or whatever it is, or you're going to let go of your idea of how the world should spin around and, and you know, how people should be, or how your life should look externally. And so Mm -hmm. I think that we're all in this like retrograde process that is, retreating back Mm -hmm. to what is and always has been in our own eternal peace and love that we Mm -hmm. have access to and and, you know as part of source you know
1: yeah yeah that's beautiful that's really beautiful what you just said um this process it's a house of cards right so when you start to break through to uh, the foundation of someone, which could be religion. It could be, you know, their everyday life and their patterns and um, their belief system. Then it's, it becomes a house of cards. You pull the bottom and the whole life gets turned upside down. And I love the saying that your new life is going to cost you your old one. I mean, I don't love it, but it's just true. And so, you know, that can be a really, it's almost like the subconscious is aware of this, sort of daunting going to call it task because once Mm -hmm. you start on the journey it's such a ride like the spiritual journey is such a ride and you never want to get off even though god sometimes it's just so much and it's so it's so painful um but there's always lessons in it and that to me that's why it's called growing pains
0: Right, my my favorite uh, people to look to in that are so I have some very stoic friends who mm. I I I sometimes question. I'm like, oh, come on, bro, you got you got to be mad sometimes. You got to you know you got to be upset sometimes. You know, it's 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 we're friends. You can you can talk to me, you know, about things. But I I do I do tend to uh, you know admire those who understand the idea that the, your spiritual journey or whatever it is, your process as a human being, um, is, is always in movement. It's, it's not something that you can say no to, you know, I think saying no to the journey that you're inevitably taking anyway, um, for, you know, with the, like by the, by way of choices that you're making, um, it, it just—it's just gonna make it. To me, it makes it harder. You see, mm-hmm. people get when we have like these. Uh, I loved learning about like how, like mind over matter, and how uh, our biochemistry is affected by our thought process. And you yeah. know, as as we've uh, experienced traumatic experiences, you know, our tissues inside hold on to these things. And you can see people like holding on to them. Like, you get, you know, you got just weird looking faces and all kinds of like mm. from not from holding on to uh, and, and not understanding that, you know, living in a mindset of abundance as opposed to a mindset of lack is kind of easier said than done, but, but definitely key. Um, so, yeah, I'm still understanding it.
1: Have you had that sort of um, spiritual house burning down? Now I'll back up to say like, you know, you have an issue, it's coming to you. It's kind of knocking at the door and then it pounds down, you know, pounding at the door and then it breaks it down. Then it comes in and terrorize the place. And then finally it's like, I'm going to burn your house down. Oh yeah. Have you had something in your life where you're like, so yeah, I had to get to the house burning down part.
0: Most definitely. I mean, as, uh, as mentioned before, I, I grew up in church, you know, I grew up uh, mm-hmm. under the, the jurisdiction of my grandparents and my mom and my uncle and brothers and sisters. Um, and I think that when I decide to commit to something, I am 100% committed. I, I choose my friends very wisely. You know, my friends know I don't play, I don't play games, you know, and, uh, because when I believe in something, I tend to believe like really hard, and I and you know, and that's not to say that, uh, uh, that's not to say that like I am unwilling to be malleable to the degree that I'm I'm able to accept different ideas as part of my own. Um, but I had to get to a place where, you know, I was balancing my relationship with source and God mm. um, in, in conjunction with what my life looks like, you know? Mm. It's like, well, you know, if, if uh, you know, God is real, then why, then why don't I have any money? I want money, you know, and, or whatever it is, you know? And for a lot of people, I, I, I don't mean to, you know, say that facetiously because, you know, lack of money is kind of, uh, and resources is a big deal for a That's lot a of people. a real thing.
1: So. I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah. But it's also a mindset, like you said from the very beginning about your perception of a situation. Mm-hmm. And as exactly. soon as you think to yourself how much you want something, it's my understanding from an energetic standpoint that if you want something so badly, there's also, you're carrying an equal resonance of awareness of a lack of.
0: Definitely and and with that said i remember growing up and being encouraged they said he said i remember one of the pastors or my uncle said eric i want you to start uh thinking about what your wife is going to be like and who she is and and what she does and i i i would be lying if i told if i told you right now that i thought of danica patrick in my head but it is but it is a really really uh nice reflection to You know, just have a conversation with an intellectual person, very beautiful and talented. Mm. And, you know, those are a part of what I kind of see myself kind of uh, cooperating and collaborating with. So for that, I'll maintain my mindset of uh, abundance and receive it.
1: Well, thank you. It's very nice of you to say. You're welcome. It was
0: kind of like long-winded, but yeah.
1: Oh no, I I, I love it. I love this conversation. I I it's um it's so fun for me to explore these sort of corners of, um of the mind where it's not always you. We don't always go there. And I have, you know, a bunch of questions to ask you that are so much more sort of like linear and lateral with the, you know, the world that you live in. But this is one that to me, my show is about sort of planting seeds with people. And I'm not trying to make anyone think anything, but, you know, you arrived at this conversation for some reason, you're still listening for some reason. And in this sort of journey, some people are far along on their spiritual journey. Some people are beginning it. Some people don't even know they're about to begin it. Some people might never. But it's in planting these seeds through this conversation and exposing people to this other to these other aspects of life, these other thoughts and experiences and um and planting these seeds for people so that maybe when they hear it the second time, they're like, hmm. Okay maybe this I remember hearing about this there's a difference yeah. between hearing things for the first and the second time it becomes sort of a pattern and maybe a sign for somebody so i'm so grateful for you to entertain this conversation of sort of like depth and more more in the sort of energetic realm of existence, because to me, it's, it's really all we are. I mean, like I, again, going back to the nature of reality, you know, Mm -hmm. I loved interviewing Neil deGrasse Tyson and and going, okay, so I'm pretty sure I heard that if you combined all humans into Mm -hmm. actual matter, we're the size of an apple. Is that right? He's like, yep, basically. So I'm like, that just has, that just blows your mind to trying to wrap your head around what we're really doing here. And isn't the goal to be happy like we're all trying to figure out how to be more peaceful how to be happier and it's it's only in knowing more about the nature of our reality that we can start to figure out how to actually get there
0: most definitely I think that the first step is talking about it and for that I'm like really thankful that uh you know I've found myself in 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 on such a path that I would be talking to you about this stuff you know it's kind of feels a little bit bizarre and but but it's like uh you know it's it's really cool too. It's like wow okay like I could have been talking about um the Super Bowl with so and so over a Miller light I don't know. But um <laughs> are you but, playing but, at the Super Bowl I'm, now too? <laughs> um I don't know. I don't mm. know. There there might be something happening. Um but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Very so, exciting. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, in all of these conversations, there's so much authenticity to your music. It's, it's, um, and I feel like from a music musical standpoint, from a musician standpoint, when you talk about labels and expectations and, um, uh, identifying yourself, um, in a genre, which I think it's crazy to hear that you loved hip hop cause you're not really singing hip hop. Um, so I'm curious about that, but, uh, then it leads me to just this sort of idea about control. And I feel like you've heard so many times with artists how, you know, there's an expectation level and there's deadlines and then there's sort of staying inside of the working parameters of your music and what's selling. And I'm just curious w- what you're going to be. Are you going to maintain your creative control? Is that something that ends up getting lost because of? you know, money and labels, or is that really just someone getting lost in Mm -hmm. that sort of space where they just end up becoming people pleasers as opposed to, and short-term gains versus long-term of keeping the integrity. Cause look, your music's timeless. Like that's something so magical about it is that there's, it's, there's, there's like such a, um, there's such a, an old school sort of, uh, feel and sound, but it's, it's blowing up in 2021. So
0: yeah, it's so wild. I, I love I love how, how uh, d- distinctively, it's uh, reflective of, you know, some of the oldest American music and, and gospel and, you know, Negro spirituals to, you know, blues and rock and roll. And as it's progressed, um, what's the genre, a-
1: if you were to put a genre, I'm like, what, what do you what do you call it?
0: i guess i guess you would just call it uh, soul music i mean i i i don't usually call it it just it i'm just being sincere and i, I usually don't i don't like to call it because i don't know that uh i don't, i don't know that i'm like a, i'm a soul artist i mean i'm I'm doing my best impression you know but you know but but keep keep your keep your head on tight because uh, uh i I feel like you guys have given me some time and space to feel okay with being completely myself, you know, so that's what I'm looking forward to most started
1: there because you started there.
0: Yeah. And there's there's a warmth there is is mm-hmm. is uh, the point that I'm making. It's like, you know, it's like a coming home, you know, mm-hmm. it should I want I want the music to feel like the safest place for anyone. Mm-hmm. And everyone everyone's invited to, to the party at my mm-hmm. place.
1: I, it does. I mean I think that's that's what's happening. I don't know if
0: I answered your question. I don't know if I did or well,
1: not. Well, I just want to I just basically your your fans and 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 for the greater good of the collective like we wanna know you're gonna to get to keep making your vulnerable, real, authentic, sincere. And maybe you even, maybe this is the beginning of a new category of music. Like there is no name for it because it it, it can't be pinned down. And there's sort of the yes. the thought of, um, you know once you name something, you restrict its potential by naming it. Like as soon as you name this a microphone, it can't be anything else. As sure. soon as you call a bird a bird, it can't be anything else. So as soon as you name your music something, it can't be right. anything else. And so maybe right. sincere is the name of your music, of the genre, sure. because it's just whatever is sincere in the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just the easiest thing to do. You know, I feel like the the misconception, you know, in this industry, and I'm sure in many other industries, you can kind of, you know, relate it um, is is I think that the, the perception is that like you can make. You know, you can throw something together really quick, acoustic or electronically. I won't point to a specific genre, but uh, I think that there's, uh, you know, in some music, some people perceive the music that we're hearing today as, as shallow to a degree. And I think that it's really hard to do that. Like, mm. I just, I don't know how to, it's just not that fun for me if I if I can't, if I can't be, if I can't use music to, you know, seek my highest self, my highest truth and to then reciprocate that uh, in service uh, to the rest of, you know, the people listening. And so oh. I don't think, I don't, I don't see that ever changing. Mm. And you're right though, the business yeah. aspect of things definitely influence, you know, the, you know, my thought process in mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways, which is, which is which is uh, something that I'm definitely struggling with right now. Just, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of balancing like, oh wow, there's like so so many grand opportunities that are coming up, and it's almost distracting from mm-hmm. from the process, you know, of like just being like, if you can imagine yourself meditating in a hall, uh, to then you know have, you know, a, a a song playing of a bunch of Buddhist monks chanting like a lady gaga song you know it's like it just it's a little it's a little distracting you know from i don't know for 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 me it would be i don't know if that's a that's an arbitrary example but um, are you
1: saying from a creative standpoint are you talking about from a performance standpoint
0: generally just being a i feel like that's a good question danica i feel like uh i feel like it's hard to be it's hard to be yourself sometimes. It's hard to be myself sometimes, like unapologetically and completely me for the the social constructs that we all live within and under. Um, so my whole pursuit to anything that I do is to just be comfortable with myself and mm. and, 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 and and being OK if uh, energetically I may not be compatible to some. And learning, learning to love people from the distance that they allow you to love them, you know, and, Mm. you know, I'm not perfect, but. uh,
1: But isn't that loving that's loving through more through sources eyes or God's eyes or whatever you want to call it is that you actually see behind the veil of the mask. And you can see the true self back there and you're like, I love you. I know you're struggling and I know you just said that to me or I know you just, you know, did that to me. But like you're doing the best you can, whether it's your family raising you and religion being important and they're doing the best they can, whether it's my dad yelling at me when I was a kid racing and, you know, hurting me and, you know. It, he's doing the best he can. And, sure. and so as to me, I feel like it's that, you know, you, you, know, you have this beautiful ability to be able to see behind the mask of those people. And, and, um, and uh, I, I think that's really special, but our triggers like that make us insecure. I mean, those, that's just called being human. Sure. Those are just those aspects in which we need to heal. And that's so human. And yes. so I think you're so far ahead of the game in your vulnerability and, and, your, and how you present and how, what, you, what you're showing the world because there's so many people that are trying to fit into, shoot, you're like, I don't know, there's no genre for this. So many people are trying to fit into a box. So right. many people, there's almost everybody's trying to fit into the box of their phone and figure out like, okay, how can I look perfect in this box? Right. And yeah. um, so I feel like you've done a lot of the work.
0: I mean, I'd like. I mean, I would be lying to say I, I wouldn't. I, I didn't wish that I wrote Old Town Road. I I would be lying, you know, it, it, to say to say that I I don't I don't care that I didn't write that. Um, but I think that uh, the point is, especially as it pertains to what you mentioned earlier about the business kind of uh, acting to influence our creative process, is that like it just. It just gets a little bit harder because it's like I'm I'm human, just like anyone else, with with uh, needs, perceived needs, and desires to feed this shell, you know, with everything and all the good stuff and whatever. Uh, and so, I think that the more that you get and the more that you have, the responsibility that you that we all have to to self mm-hmm. becomes a little bit more heavy. Um, mm. for for the, the other variables at play um, mm. that don't have anything that necessarily don't have anything to do with wh- like what Danica's about as opposed to like what Danica's trying to sell, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. How, do you have an accountability process? Do you have your own process to check in? stay checked you know yeah people or practices
0: definitely uh i like to meditate i've Mm -hmm. done the uh the vipassana retreat it's like really 10 day -day retreat yeah wow
1: yeah you should tell people about that my friend was talking about doing a vipassana she's done two already and um, oh it's amazing i love talking so I feel like probably an aspect of me, I should probably go do a Vipassana, <laughs> but tell you, people what a Vipassana is and give them, give them some insight, because this might be something that just like, I've, somebody might hear this and be like, that's what I need.
0: Have you done it? No. Oh my God, Danica, I can already tell because like, you're brilliant and you're very articulate and you have so many ideas and every, like a lot going on. I could tell that I if know, you went- my
1: pages of notes-
0: I, I see you, but I, I would be really curious to, to see what you were to create after, you know, going through that cleansing process, if I may, of just kind of mm. sitting and breathing. Can you
1: describe what a Vipassana is for those who don't know?
0: A Vipassana is a technique I think used, started by the uh, Buddhist practice. It's, it's pretty much just, you know, mindfulness. Um, so in, in that... You know, you sit sit down Indian style or however, and you allow you close your eyes and allow your monkey mind the task that is focusing on the breath coming out of the nose, every sensation that you feel from small to great. And then once you feel that your mind is sharpened and honed in on that, then you move to the sensations for, to, at the top of the head all the way down to the soles of your feet. And you you can come up with your own system, but as long as you you give your ta- your mind the task to feel a sensation at every point of your body for about an hour is is how long you usually sit for. it's It's just like it's scientifically proven to uh, you know help with the brain, certain you know uh, connectivities that mm-hmm. I think go array you know or arrive um, in mm-hmm. our processes. Um, yeah, it's, a, I mean, I wish I could talk it's more about
1: day, it. It's a 10 that's pretty day, much 10 days 10 day of retreat, silence,
0: right? 10 days of silence. First day you get there, you, you kind of get the rules and the, the women are separated from the men and we, you got your living quarters. They put you up for free. They, they feed you for free vegetarian food. So yeah. So that was pretty much uh, my Vipassana experience on the eighth mm-hmm. day. I remember this weight Coming off of my shoulder, like you get to a place where you've meditated long enough in the ten day period, uh, where you can your 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 body your mind starts to uh, feel more uh, more biochemical reactions and responses to what's going on up here that it should feel like a dissolving like your whole body is dissolving because there's so much movement that happens Mm. over you know very small integers of time and um, I just remember a a massive release of this feeling of being addicted to being sad you know We, we feel into things and you experience life and we don't we don't realize that wow like we're actually addicted to these, to these feelings that we had when, you know, we, our friend died or we broke up or, you know, whatever it is, mm. our body remembers that. And until mm. you can get in there and dissolve it. Oh, wow. I mean,
1: so powerful, just, as you said, yeah. oh, you know, as you said, the issue, you know, I, I heard the issues are in the tissues, but how there's the emotions that get held in the body and you can see that people are still holding on to them. You can sort of see it in how they present, or you can, you know, these emotions that become so strong, like an act, something happens. And then you, there's an emotional sort of connection. And then that chemical is now produced. And it's like, somehow, even though we know it's bad for us, we're addicted, just like, drugs or anything else it's sure. like it's an addiction and mm-hmm. it's really hard to break those even if it is just a memory
0: right completely wow. well wow. said danica wow. this has been awesome
1: yeah yeah well it's clear that you do the work it's clear that you're really present and you're really connected with yourself which is no mystery why the why the music resonates so widely and so deeply with people and i'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation and that I'm so, I'm like, feel so grateful for it. And for that sort of a deeper sort of, I'm going to call it that sort of connect the entanglement that we have with the interview coming today and that information about it's just resonating with people on an energetic level so strongly. And, you know, it's um, really powerful. And I don't want that to be I don't want your work to be overlooked as just music. It's it's carrying a greater um, level of effectiveness than just pure entertainment, even though it is entertaining.
0: Well, keep praying for me Danica, because uh, I feel that I have a long way to go. And you know, though I'm very comfortable in the moment and feeling into myself, i also vulnerable to mm. to other aspects of life, too, that 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 aren't always encouraging of such beautiful fruit. Mm. So for that, if I could just be honest, you know, that's I think it's important to, you know, not take too much uh, credit for the for the glory that is uh, <laughs> colors or whatever, whatever beautiful thing that comes out of one.
1: Mm, well, as one of my favorite people to listen to for quick little 15 minute bursts of good information, Abraham Hicks, is that you can't get it wrong and it's never done.
0: Hey, I'll take that. Thank uh, you I have to,
1: one one final question, though. Where did the name come from? Where did Black Pumas come from?
0: Um, you know, we were trading a slew of names uh, via text, Adrian and I. I think he had just come back from Mexico. On a vacation and uh you know i thought he was crazy because he kept sending me like cat names i'm like what is whats what is what what is with you and cats like you you know and so he goes yeah i've just seen so many like amazing iconography over there and synchronistically so one of his friends when he got back home sent him like a jaguar head and so mm-hmm. we were tra- we were trading names back and forth and i noticed him being stuck on the cat thing so i was mm-hmm. like all oh, right well i mean <laughs> Who knows how, how how far this thing is gonna go anyway? Well, we can we can we can be the 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 cat name. Uh, so we settled on black pumas because it it felt it felt pretty cool. It's well, like maybe
1: a- uh maybe you're being called to Peru because I went to Machu Picchu and there's like a a cat head that they would call a puma. Yeah. It's the puma. Oh. I feel like pumas are really present in in Peru. Like jaguars are very much like I just was in Tulum, Mexico, for a couple of weeks. And like jaguars are really popular there. Um, maybe, 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 yeah. too to much Picchu.
0: Maybe so. I think I feel like you just put it out there. So I got to go now. I got to go. Okay. Maybe, Maybe I'll see you out there, too.
1: I would be. I'd love to go back. <laughs> You never know exactly what kind of stuff will transpire in in an interview and where you might go, but we were meant to have this esoteric conversation.
0: It felt wonderful. Thank you Mm. so much for that breath of fresh air. Keep doing it, man.
1: I'll be paying attention. Peace, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.